the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Astro was talking about living together. You know, we've been at that church 14 years, and he has never spoke another sermon about living together, but it was for us that night, <laughs> uh, that morning. And so he said, uh, if she's good enough to live with, she's good enough to marry. Right? Yep. So Richard said, I guess we got some planning to do. <laughs> so that was my romantic proposal. <laughs> so thought out, baby. That was awesome. Yeah, and so I started crying, and then I looked over at his mom. She's sitting next to me, and she's crying. <laughs> and I'm crying. You know, and I look over, and I'm thinking, man, I'm doing this again. And I look at my mom, though, and I'm like, why is my mom crying, right? So I look at her, and I'm like, Mom, why are you crying? And she goes, because you told me when y'all were dating that y'all were never getting married. So this means she's kicking you out, and you're going to come live with me, and you're 39 years old. And I was all like, great. And I look over, and I'm like, why are you crying? And so I look at Sherry, and she's like, what did you say? I was crying because I thought, I can't marry this man. I mean, he was straight up street. I was a born again Christian, non practicing. <laughs> I was a hardcore heathen practicing. Um, and I mean, I was bad. I used to run, all my friends were atheists. And um, I mean, I was so bad that they'd all get around me and like, Rich, uh, can we pray for you? Pastor. <laughs> but you know, we started going to church, y'all. We did. We, we got married. We started going to church. And we thought just because we got married, it was all going to be better. Because my sister you know, was very religious and very, and she would always tell Richard, your, God, God is blocking, or you're blocking your blessing from not being married. Well, you sound just like her. I know. So I thought, well, <laughs> I the hair on the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, if we get married, it's just going to solve everything. But but the devil doesn't like marriage, and we had all this baggage that we came in with. So we got married, and 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 I think we did the same thing happens too that with people that are non believers that when we tell them about the Lord, you know, we give them a disservice when we're like, just you know, give your heart to Jesus, and everything in your life is going to be great. But you know what? There's going to be trials and tribulations. You know, God said, I mean, it, there's going to be stuff that comes against us. We have to be of good cheer. But we didn't know any of this stuff. We didn't. I was raised Episcopal. He was raised Catholic. So I was half Catholic. <laughs> well, that's because his dad was Baptist and his mom was Catholic. I mean, we could drink all week long. No, not on Sundays because we're Baptist together. Well, my mom was Catholic, so we had Sunday comfort too. We used to drink after church on Sunday. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of the story. It's totally off track, but I remember the story about your mom. Um, because his mom's Hispanic, okay, so... Oh, baby, my mom's straight up Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so, my mom's Hispanic. We used, to go to her house, we used to go to her house on church after Sunday, and so we became very, you know, you know how it is sometimes when you first get saved, and all of a sudden you're holier than thou, and so you want everybody else to judge All of a sudden you didn't realize her. that you had uh, the tenth fruit of the Spirit, which is judging, judging. and there was just a high anointing <laughs> on your life, and it's like... <laughs> Shouldn't be drinking on Sunday. But I'll take a call and how cold are they? <laughs> so we back in the day, not go anymore. to their house. I remember she was talking about Joel. Joel was hey, 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 y'all gather around, gather around. Pastor Joe's is here. 
I'm like, Mom, I'm not Pastor Joe. Whatever, whatever. And I'm like, Mom, yeah, why do you go to that church? You know, you're Catholic. And I'm like, half, remember? And, uh, I go... I go, man, because, man, we're reading the Bible. All right, there's your Bible right over there where it has been for the last 35 years. I'm like, Mom, we've never even opened that Bible. It just sits on that table over there, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What? I don't know. Maybe just think of that story about how long it used no. to be. So, so we got married and... A lot of brokenness, okay? Hard. I know none of y'all, but y'all probably know people like this, right? All right. And so, and, and then, so... Whenever we first got saved, we were super excited. And so we well, we had a lot of heathen friends. So we decided, well, they actually started seeing some change in us. Like we were going to church and we were trying like at least five, one of the days of the week. The other six days we weren't doing so great. But by Sunday afternoon, we were doing pretty good. And so um, they wanted to know like what was different. Like what you guys are changing. Like we really see a change in you. We, we want to know what it is. Is there a book that you're reading or is there like a class that you're going to? Like tell us what is it. We, we want to know. Like we want to, we'll do whatever, anything. And so we thought, huh. So we had tried to invite them to church, but that didn't work out. They wouldn't come. So we invited them over to the we house. We couldn't get them to answer the phone. We couldn't. I mean, they just, you know. You can get rid of friends easily. Just invite them to church. Bad friends. Bad friends. <laughs> and so, so, so we um, invited them all over to our house. We were gonna, we told them we were going to have a get together. We didn't tell them what it was about. I did. I said it's an opportunity of a, a lifetime. Yeah. We didn't tell any details. So they had it gathered around. We had a, a white, like a dry erase board where you could just write like things on it. And so Richard had put all those circles. I put a bunch of little circles with one big circle right in the middle, right? And I said, okay. I said, I know you guys have been wanting to know what our secret is. So we're going to tell y'all. I said, who wants financial peace? And they're like, yeah, yeah, financial peace. I said, who wants to be happy? Yes, happy, happy. I said, man, who wants to have good marriages that are married? Yes, good, and good kids. Yes, yes. You know, so I'm writing all that in a little circle. Peace of like, mind. Peace of mind. All like, these things. What is it? What is it? And my you brother's at the back, and he goes, I'll uh, do anything. What is it? And, and so <laughs> I write Jesus in the middle circle. Right? And he goes, Jesus, I couldn't, I couldn't have been anyway. <laughs> so everybody looked completely disappointed yeah, in us. They, and they all kind of got up and laughed and were like, well, can't trick them into Jesus. You know, we thought that would work and that didn't work. So, And what's funny is that we were going to church and we were judging everybody else, but we were really having a hot mess at home. And so we would fight y'all every day and we would fight on our way to church even on our way to church and our way home from church we would fight any married couple well, don't raise your hand okay so <laughs> we would fight so much on the way to church that we would well back then it was a two cigarette ride and it would take two cigarettes to get there and our kids were in the back seat and they were blowing smoke rings and they didn't even have cigarettes but um and so because you know, I my hair so we had to have the windows rolled up and so we would argue the whole way to church, and then I would get so mad I wouldn't even talk to him. I'd get out of the car, and I would just beeline for the walk door. in front of me. And he was all, we were all angry about to walk into church. And I get to the door, and I would say, whatever you do, when we get inside this church, you better not embarrass me. But as soon as she would walk through those doors, the Holy Ghost would just come upon her. <laughs> and she would just be like... Hey, sister, how you doing? God is good. Jesus is Lord. Yes. And uh, she's all happy, right? She's all happy. And I'm like, wow. In our male mind, I'm like, she's forgiving me. You know what I'm saying? Covered all of her hand. Yeah, boom. And I was like. That's what it sounded like. I was like, don't you touch me. <laughs> I said, after church, 
It's on. <laughs> right where we left off. <laughs> and I remember that. So that day, uh, I stayed for altar call. And, <laughs> and actually, I, I stayed for the Spanish service, too. <laughs> no habla espanol. Man. I was not leaving that day, you know. Uh, well, we had we so many issues. So we have all these issues. We fight. Well, we had, um, we had problems. We had money problems. And so we didn't have private money. Um, we were we had drugs issues with the kids with drugs with alcohol pornography. You know. Sometimes you don't know who you marry. All right, it's, Sherry's okay to talk about it now. She's healed in that department, but she used to have a huge problem with pornography. <laughs> yeah. I hated when you watched it. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, those are the things that we dealt with. Yeah. Uh, They're like, wow, y'all are really real. <laughs> oh, but you know what, y'all? These are the real things that, this is, this is what happens when you get married. And especially if you put your A game on and then you're, and you're you know, perpetrating face on whenever you're dating. And you don't show all that baggage that you got in your trunk that you don't bring in until later. You know, if you guys don't talk about that stuff and you don't find out, find out who that person is. You know, it's, people that are single want to be married, some of them, so badly that they will they'll, they'll settle. Or I even seen, like, I have a very close friend who, 12 years, celibate 12 years, I mean, walking with the Lord after she got divorced, she was knocking, I mean, she was waiting on the Lord. And then she got tired. You know, she just got tired, and she said, "You know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm this, I'm taking it into my own hands." And then she got married, and it seemed so glorious at first, but it really wasn't. After about six months, you know, it was. And I thought, you, you waited all that time, and then you just threw in the town. You didn't trust God. Like that wasn't God's best. That's what we always tell our kids if they're dating someone and they're thinking about maybe it's going to be, you know, lifelong. We ask it, "Is this God's best for you?" You know, that's just something to think about. Is that God's best? You know, and that really makes you think, hmm, God, God wants to give me the desires of my heart. He wants me to have the best. I'm his princess. I'm his daughter, you know, or I'm his son. God wants the best for us. I, like wasn't, thinking, best for I wasn't thinking I was God's princess. princess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back when, I mean, these are the things that you go through. And, I mean, there's some really funny stuff. And, I mean, this stuff happened, you know. When we were doing the, I'm sorry, she's, she's giving me the, the blink. Well, it's uh, like, wait, well, no, because we didn't finish the story about when uh, at night when it was See, dark. See, marriage, y'all. <laughs> well, because we were telling the story, and so I'm scared because I've read Revelations, and and now I am reading Left Behind series, so it could happen any minute now, right? And then at night it's dark, and then I would hear, and I I'd wake up. And I would just see this shadow coming, and I thought, this is it. This is the end. The Grim Reaper has come to get me, right? And uh, I'm like, well, Jesus, Jesus. You know, and I look up, and then I'm starting to see, and it's my wife. I can see her silhouette. And she's got, you know, not, not a little bottle of anointing oil that would last like a year and a half. Like you get at the Christian bookstore. But she's got this industrial strength spray bottle, and she's going, <laughs> and then she's praying over me, and um, yeah, I would wake up, and I don't even—I think it was bacon drippings in there. So I would wake up in the morning, and I'd smell like bacon, and I'd have a, 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 a greasy cross on my forehead, 
And I mean, you said, oh. I wanted you to be hungry for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no more greasy tacos for me. I didn't know what was happening, man. But I remember her praying for me every night, and I used to make fun of her. I mean, like, yeah, you need both hands, and you better put your feet on me too, uh, because I need all. You know, I, I remember telling her, I said, you know, I remember when we first went to church, and I said. If we walk through these doors, this church is going to catch on fire. You understand that, right? And she's like, I'll take my chances. You know, I'm like, oh. And cause I didn't want to go to church. And because I, I used to know, put my hand on his head like when he was the church. See what it did? You see? <laughs> All that heat, man. <laughs> so when we got married, we were a blended family. We had a lot of issues. We had, you know, kids from different, you know, his came in with two kids, five and seven. My daughter was 17. Uh, like he said, we had all the exes and the... Um, just, just issues, our own issues that we haven't worked out. We thought, well, you're kind of broken and I'm kind of broken and together. We're like, we're like, I got a crutch and you got a crutch. So together, maybe we're a whole person, you know, and we're just like hobbling through this marriage thing with this, with these kids that are messed up because now they've been through bad marriages. Now they're getting with us and ours is probably even worse than the marriages we had before because we have all this stuff. We're even worse by that time. So we even, we lawyered up a couple times. We were going to get divorced. Well, our kids call it cast of nudes. Chunk of deuce. That was about year, what, year six? Yeah. But divorce wasn't an option because, like I said, I'd been married before. I mean, we're in Texas, y'all, and I'm pretty sure I was at my legal limit. (laughs) So I didn't want to waste one on Richard. So, um... <laughs> but you know what? We decided to get help, and we decided to go and get help. And um, well, I went to get help. He wouldn't go with me, so I went to the counseling. And um, basically, they, they told me to run for his front. Remember? I remember that. Yep, yep. They told me he's never going to change. Where is that guy? Back then, Richard was drinking like an 18 pack a day. And so, I mean, I'm not kidding. And so I would go and tell them all this, and they just thought, you need to get out. Like, you are putting yourself in jeopardy and him in jeopardy. And I was like, I don't know why you think that. I mean, um, from the stories, maybe like one time we um, had a huge fight and we got mad and got off in our own. Well, Richard took off in his car. I got my car to follow him on the freeway because I was going to find out where he was going. But he didn't know I was behind him. So he had the window unrolled and he was singing and he thought he was free and he was drinking. And so I'm like behind him on the freeway until he spotted me. And so then he ran, I think he got off the freeway and then he ran me off the road. And uh, I did not run you off the road. You lost control of your car because you couldn't drive because you didn't want your mask. <laughs> so later that night, we got back home, and I was waiting down the street because I didn't want him to know I really didn't have anywhere to go. And so I was waiting for him to come home, and so he got he stumbled in the house. I waited like half an hour later, so I came. I was trying to get in the house because now it's about to be on. I was going to get up, so I knew he probably dozed off, and I was about to light that place up, right? So I go and I go to unlock. The- Sounds like you got some pyrotechnics going on. Right? <laughs> So I tried to open the front door and it wouldn't open. And so I went and I was using my, my garage door clicker and he had disconnected the electricity so the elect, so it wouldn't work. So I went around to the back and he had barricaded the back door with furniture so I couldn't get in the house. I know, right? And so I go back to the front door and I'm like, my key will go in but it will turn but the door wouldn't open. He had screwed the front door shut with a drill. Yeah. I know it wasn't one of my best moments, okay? I'm not proud of that, all right? 
And just this is this is a, a, a teachable moment right here for for husbands and wives and, and women and men. Um, the women are saying, "Wow, I cannot believe he did that. That is horrific. I mean, I I just can't believe that." And all the guys are saying. Did he pre-drill that door before he did it? And that's just how different we are. Do not write that down. Like, he pre-drilled for you. Know, you don't need that because you're not going to do that. You know. But, you know, we did. So we got counseling. Well, I got some counseling, and then I didn't listen to them because they told me that I needed to go. Um, but we started going to marriage classes. So I saw in the bulletin that it said that they had marriage classes. And so I got Richard. Oh, well, he went kicking and screaming. Like, I drug him to to not like here, take these, but um, she took me to this class and I did not want to go. I sat at the very back, had my arms crossed, and I'm just angry, didn't want to be there. And, you know, and teacher, how many first timers, like Pastor Toads, how many first timers, you know, and I'm like, I'm not giving them the satisfaction of hearing me breathe. <laughs> I want everybody to know just how mad I am, right? And I'm just sitting there and he goes, Well, we're glad everybody's here. And there's 50 people in this room, right? And he goes, Today's message is. How to have a, um, uh, and today's message is, uh, uh, about the, it's funny how I can't remember now. I can't remember. Talk about it. Quit talking about it back then. What, what? How to have a submissive wife. A submissive wife. <laughs> and I just go, oh, like, this is a, this, they're teaching this in church? These classes are great. Man, you have been holding out on me. And I go, you know what? I said, get a notebook out. You're going to need to take some notes. Here, right? And I said, and make sure that when he tells, can say, submit to my authority. That's what I want to know. When I can say, submit to my authority. No, he said, when I can say, submit, woman. <laughs> that's not what I said. Yeah. I was like, I just wanted to be able to be in an argument and just be able to look at her and say, woman, submit to my authority. <laughs> that's it, you know? Well, and then, and then for her to say, Yes, husband, I shall. <laughs> that was, man, but he never did bring that up. And actually, he said, if you ever have to say submit to my authority, you've lost all authority. I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't understand. But man, I'll be back next week, you know? But what's even funnier is that you only knew one scripture back then. Right. He didn't know any other scripture at all. Well, they say, remember what they tell you, when you first talk about, start, man, memorize scripture and use it. And memorize the scripture. Only one. <laughs> Romans 25, 24. It's better for a man to live on the corner of a roof than to live with a naggy wife. Right? <laughs> Don't get mad at me. It's in the Bible. Okay. That's not, that's but see, not. he didn't know enough about the Bible, so I just so I just had one for him. I said, it's better for a woman to live inside the house no, with the air conditioning. No, a husband. Oh, better for a man to live inside the um, house with air conditioning than out in the garage <laughs> sharing two <tutu. laughs> no, I still can't know. find that. Remember, used to tell you, like, he did not want to go around people at church. He didn't want to have Christian friends either because he said they all walked around all, you know, they all walked around and they were like oh brother how, thou art thou oh thou art fine <laughs> and, 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 and I'm laughing because I'm like do you know that Shakespeare right <laughs> like that's not even the bible <laughs> he was like where from thou Romeo <laughs> you know, Romeo you didn't even know hey you got me there right? and so um so we went to classes, and we learned some stuff in the marriage classes. So once you do get married, and you do it the right wholesome way, and then you do it with someone that's not broken and things are good, guess what? You're still going to have issues, right? It doesn't matter how much you prayed, how much you thought you got somebody that's just, everything is perfect. 
God just has a way you know of putting us. When you're not help. dealing with alcohol, drugs, pornography, yeah. Yeah. you know things in the past that you haven't dealt with, and it's just you know not agreeing on things. You know, seeing one thing different, or um, you know, Pastor Jimmy says that man, it, the most important thing for couples to have is a vision in their marriage for everything, for how to raise the children, you know, how much money we're going to spend, how much money we're going to save. Once the children uh, are, are little, are you going back to work? Are you staying home? Are we going to pay off the house? I mean, everything has to have how a vision. Are you going to have sex? Right. So we were talking about All that too, things. you know, and so we knew that we had to have a vision retreat and I knew, I go, man, I got to aim high. Aim high when it came to that. Like, so I said three times a day because I knew I was going to be three times a day, and I had to have some room. You know, if I said uh, once every three weeks or once every two months, so I wanted to make sure. So, I'm land somewhere in there. Right, somewhere. But you know what? When we did and we started talking about these things, then man, we never. Man, that was one thing that we never fought. We used to fight about that all the time. We used to fight about money. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.